Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Campfire Tales. My name is Tyler, and I am here with my friend Chris. Hello, everyone. So, yeah, what is Campfire Tales? Campfire Tales is listener-submitted stories where you write into us to the show via social media, via text messages, via email. Somehow you reach out to us, you let us know that you have a story that you want us to read on the podcast. And so once you say, here's my story, go ahead and read it. We throw it in the queue and we pull it out and we read some stories. Absolutely. And it's very important you add the part where uh, we can read it just because we want to make sure we don't share something we shouldn't be sharing. Exactly. We definitely want to respect your privacy and your thoughts and anything you share with us that you do not want to be read on the podcast will stay between us and we will not disseminate it to anyone. Uh, It would stay between the two of us and you. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think I went first last week. So uh, you, my friend, are up to bat. All right, let's do this. So uh, my first story comes from our friend Gabby in Hawaii. Um, She's a longtime listener and longtime submitter, and we appreciate the love she gives us and uh, all the messages she sends us. So thank you, Gabby. And her story starts like this. She says, not sure if this will make the cut for a future campfire pod. It's an odd story at best. I shared with my mom that I told you folks about Anella and the earthquake, and she asked about our other horse and reminded me of this story. I was in middle school, and it was a school day. In the early morning hours, my mom heard what sounded like a loud metal crashing outside. It was still dark out, and she couldn't see much from the window. She raced outside expecting a car crash or something, but there was nothing. She checked on her horses to make sure they were okay. She was startled to see our 1,500-pound horse, standing in between the two metal panels that separate our two stalls. She said his eyes looked as if they were surprised to be there. He had no room to turn around, and the space between the stalls, about two feet wide, fit him very snugly. The bottom bar of the panel stands one and a half feet above the ground. However, one panel was lifted onto his feed bucket, allowing for maybe two and a half feet clearance off the ground. We don't think the course could have slid under since his width was larger than the gap off the ground, and would not have room to comfortably move his legs to stand up. He couldn't have jumped because he would have been in our other horse's stall, and this this has also happened more than once. And then she submitted a picture, which we'll try to add to the Instagram that shows it's a very tight space. There's a small, like, water barrel that's in between the two the two stalls, but it's, it's very tight. Um, for a 1,500-pound horse, I, I, I don't I don't see how it would be able to jump into that and squeeze into that little gap. That bothers me. It reminds me of some of the tales from Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the sprawling ranch out, I believe, in, oh, I want to say it. I, I forget where it is exactly. I think Utah. I think it's, it's a, yeah, it's in like northwest Utah or something like that. Yeah. And uh, they had this herd of cattle that mm-hmm. mysteriously vanished one morning. And as they're looking for this cattle, they found them all in these trailers. Yeah. And nobody knows how they got inside of the trailer. When they found them, all of the, the cows were kind of in this trance. So it's uh, that's that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, I found another message from her where she, uh, after the picture, she says, the blue bucket is where we found them, which is, like I said, the, the water barrel that's in between. And she says, since moving the bucket there, they bless the stalls with holy water, Hawaiian salt, and keeping tea leaves nearby. They've never had that happen since. That's probably a really good thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely good that the precautions were taken. And it kind of lends to not necessarily a paranormal, but a very kind of 
spiritual odd yeah some sort of spiritual thing where it's like you know the horse is trying to get there for something or something's happening and then you know you were able to bless it and take precautions and it stopped since then so that's that's interesting yeah thank you so much gabby for submitting the stories and the tales yeah thank you that's amazing thank you thank you thank you all right so i think i'm up next Yep, let's do this. All right. I'm reading a story that came at the perfect timing right before we started recording this, actually. I got this from Kevin Buck 10 on Twitter. Hey, Kevin. Here's two stories in one location that seem connected. My wife and I lived in an apartment in Santa Monica. We didn't think it was haunted, but maybe had a resident elemental or something. About five years ago, she was pregnant. Early on, first trimester, we were outside on the balcony sitting there talking about the future. It was almost dusk, that between time of light and dark. We were both facing west and both noticed that the far corner of the balcony railing, kind of a blur. We both saw it and commented on it. The blur was about a foot tall and had a vaguely human form with what looked like folded wings. What? It just sat there for less than a minute before it faded away. My wife seemed to think maybe it was what people call angels or a spirit or an elemental. Mm Mm-hmm. There was no negative feeling or or anything attached to it. That night, she had a miscarriage and lost the baby. We didn't link the two until almost a year later when she got pregnant again. She felt it was a spirit letting us know the time wasn't right. Now we have a beautiful three-year-old daughter. Mm. Incident number two. Same balcony. About two years ago, daughter is napping and it's daytime. We have succulents on the balcony. No flowers. We tried for three years to attract hummingbirds with feeders, but nothing. (laughs) We finally gave up. Suddenly, a hummingbird flies around the balcony. For a couple of minutes, it just buzzed around, getting pretty close and hovering while it tilted its head, looking at us. It flew off, and that was that. A half hour later, I get a call that my second cousin had lost her fight with cancer. (laughs) She loved hummingbirds. She lived in Monrovia and planted plants to attract them. She was never able to have children due to a medical problem when she was 18. She adored our daughter and called a lot to speak to her. I had a strong feeling that that bird was my cousin saying a final goodbye. Even stranger is the window it kept flying up to was the window to the nursery where our daughter slept. Hmm. And that's from Kevin. That's awesome, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, it's a very touching, very touching. Yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of a beautiful thing, and it kind of ties into what we talked about last week where... You know, when someone passes, it's nice when they come back to just do one last farewell. Yeah, it's very special. You know, like it's not, especially when, like, like he was saying, there's no, there was no negative energy felt. There was no malevolent energy that it was just kind of a there, you know, something there. And then it's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So that concludes our first round. I think uh, we need to take a quick commercial break. Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a quick break. Welcome back. I've dried my tears and we are good to go. <laughs> um, so we, like we said, Campfire Tales is where we listen. We read your stories from the listener submissions and we have a couple in the queue, but we thought we would do something a little special for the second half of this episode. And with it being the spooky season and everything going on and, you know, Chris, we run a kind of spooky podcast. We thought it would be fun to talk about our fears as podcast hosts. What are your phobias? What scares you? What keeps you up at night, Chris? Oh, man. Um, well, insomnia definitely <laughs> keeps me up at night. 
aside from chemical imbalances. <laughs> yeah. uh, a few things. So I think I like to separate fear and phobia. Like I know they're kind of in the same mm-hmm. same thing, but for me, like phobia wise, like I'm afraid of spiders, terrified yeah. of spiders. <laughs> but like my fear is um, power outages. Like mm. I have a crippling fear of power outages, and I think it might just be from watching way too many horror movies. And when the power goes out, it's about to get bad. That's when the killer strikes. Exactly. And I think um, just it's if I'm really going to break it down and analyze myself, and I'm sure Mary, if she ever does listen to our <laughs> podcast. Yeah, if she ever listens again. She'll have some great insight into this. But I think it might be kind of a, a control thing. Mm-hmm. So once that the power sense. goes out, you're essentially defenseless. You have whatever you have with you, and that's it. If it turns into, you know, if the power's out for an extended period of time, you're at the mercy of keeping your refrigerator closed and however long <laughs> you can keep it cold. Um, so when the power goes out, I just, I, I get very, very nervous, very scared. And I start checking to make sure everything's locked. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's my personal biggest fear. Um, especially living in a big city, you, you see mm-hmm. movies like the purge, mm-hmm. you know, and, if uh, I'm, I'm pretty old, so I remember the LA riots. Yep. They weren't that long ago and it's not too far fetched to see that happening again. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So yeah. Yeah. Power outages when the grid goes, that's, that's what makes me nervous. That's what keeps me up at night. What about you? So I have a couple, not big ones, but like if we're going to do phobia fears, um, I am terrified of clowns. Uh, I know that's a pretty cliche one that I, I know a lot of people that say they're scared of clowns. Um, I, when I was a kid, we watched a lot of scary movies at my grandma's house, which we were far too young to be watching <laughs> terrifying movies at the age of like five, six, seven years old. Like, you know, those nice impressionable years. Uh, but watching like killer clowns from outer space and like it and like all these different movies. Um, and my grandma had this doll clown thing that was a doll. <clears throat> and it would hang from the ceiling in the room where like we had like a back room where like it was kind of like it was looking back on it, it was like our infirmary like whenever someone got sick they would go sleep in that back room while everyone else slept in like the den and there was this really creepy clown that just hung from a string so it kind of looked like a clown was like hanging itself in the corner of the room um and i remember being a kid and like going to sleep and like looking up and just seeing this clown like kind of rotating back and forth on the string and it was terrifying and to this day i don't like clowns i don't like i haven't seen the two most recent it's um i know they everyone says they're really good i i i refuse to watch them um <clears throat> the other phobia i have is uh i i don't know necessarily what it is i don't know if it's the fear of open water or like being on a boat, but I don't like, I don't want to go on a cruise ship. I don't want to go deep sea fishing. Uh, I remember when I was a teenager, maybe early teens, I went on a whale watching expedition, you know, like out here in California, we can go out to the Channel Islands and you do like a whale watching thing. And I remember the entire time I was on that boat, I was terrified. And it wasn't necessarily like falling over, like I can swim, I can, you know, I know swimming in the ocean is different than swimming in a pool. Like I'm able to swim, I can float, I can do all that stuff. But it was like, 
just maybe it's not being in control of like the boat possibly like you're saying it could be a control thing i don't know um again mary could have a field day with this but um it's something about like the open water and just being out there i'm just i'm not i'm not a fan i don't like it is it is it related to like the depth of the of the water i don't i don't think so because i like it never bothered me like not being able to see like you know like i know i know people talking about like you can't see the ocean floor and like just knowing that there's so much water underneath you i don't think it's that i think like just even like right now just imagining like being on a boat and there's like nothing but water around you like even like if there's an island you can see the coast just being surrounded by so much water like gives me anxiety like right now just thinking about it so i don't know i don't really know where that comes from i just know i don't like cruises and uh i know it was a big thing with um my ex-wife we got a a big argument about going on a cruise um and i just i refused to do it um and then more recently i developed i I don't even know if it's a fear or phobia i don't really know what it is i had a dream one night where i was sleeping in the other room i live upstairs there's two rooms um my girlfriend and i had recently broken up and we were sleeping in separate rooms and i was sleeping on a pull-out couch and there was guys across the street at the park playing soccer like around the time i was going to bed it was like 9 30 10 o'clock uh they had their generators out they were playing soccer and i remember falling asleep and i had a dream where even thinking about this dream right it just gave me fucking chills i had a dream where like i could hear the generator like they were playing soccer you know what i mean they're playing soccer outside and i look outside because it's like in my dream it's like two or three in the morning and I look out the window and I see them playing soccer. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's so early in the morning. Like, why are they playing soccer? And I turned around to go, like, lay back down on, like, the pull-out couch. And I looked out the other window in my room. And it's kind of like the figure of, like, Slenderman. Or, but it was like a, it wasn't like the pale face. It was like a, a dark shadow face. But it was, he was huge. Like, all I could see was, like, the collar of his shirt and his neck and his head that was like my entire window so like a gigantic figure like staring at my window and it freaked me out and then like as like dreams do it flashes back and forth and then it flashed to me laying in bed looking out the other window and i could see him standing like you know three or four blocks like away like there was houses in the foreground and then him standing up and i could just see him like in this like suit staring at me with like like the, the the shadow figure like face um and so now whenever I am upstairs and whenever I'm in that room, I look out the windows in my mind, I think I'm going to see that person standing there. And it's like, it, 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 it freaks me out. It gives me the chills every time. So I have some weird, like gigantic, humongous monster slender man phobia, which is kind of strange. And I sound kind of crazy talking about it right now. <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, when we're, when we're sleeping and when we're dreaming, it's, you know, we're at our most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think if something were to come at you while you're sleeping, that will stay with you because, you know, it's, you're as, you're the most unsafe you're going to be that entire day. Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of took advantage of your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to talk about nightmares every once in a while. um, I've seen a lot of things and uh, I have a little bit of PTSD about stuff. And uh, it, a lot of it comes out while I'm sleeping. So I, I would have uh, night terrors. Mm-hmm. The last night terror I remember still creeps me out and bothers me. And this was five years ago. I remember being in bed. And as I'm laying there, 
I'm aware I'm in bed, but I'm standing in uh, the living room of where I was living. And I knew it wasn't me whose eyes I was looking through. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm having a night terror. And as I had that thought, it like got the attention of whatever creature creature's eyes I was looking through. And it looked towards the hallway, towards the bedroom. And then it ran full sprint down the hall to my room. And as it was like entering the doorway, the my vision switched to me again. And I'm looking trapped in bed and I can't move. And I'm, this, I see this silhouette in the doorway, and as it dives in the air, I wake up. That's terrifying. Yeah, and I I know it was you know hopefully nothing, <laughs> but it's still it stayed with me. And when I fall asleep, and you know I always have had a hard time falling asleep, but now since that moment, I think about that dream before I go to bed, and it makes it that much harder to fall asleep comfortably. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to grab your phone and go to Reddit and open iBleach and look at puppies and kittens and stuff and make <laughs> you feel better. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing, but I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Go to the subreddit iBleach. It's it's amazing. It's all like puppies and kittens and cute shit and fun, happy stuff. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it definitely helps. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, so personally, those are the uh, <laughs> the sleep demon is what I call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and power outages are my two biggest fears. No, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I got clowns, uh, open water, and giant Slenderman. Apparently, yeah. Huh. So yeah, that's been our uh, our little insight into our, our 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 minds and our brains a little bit. And you can see that we're chicken about certain things. So if you spam us with spiders and clowns, I will hunt you down and I will find you. I want to, I think I want to issue a challenge to our, our listeners. <laughs> mm-hmm. If so, our, our numbers, are, you know, we're a small independent mom and pop podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our numbers are, are smaller than some of the big named ones that are out there and that's fine, but we're growing slowly and steadily. Mm-hmm. If we can get to 500 followers, which is a big one to chew off, but if we can get to 500, I think we should do something. I yeah, think, I'm think, down. I think we should go somewhere. I think it'll be fun to get like an A, B, and C list going. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we'll make sure it's, you know, since we don't have like a, a Patreon set up or anything like that at this time. But if yep. we can get to that, we will go somewhere drivable and we will face our fears and we'll we'll record it. We'll document it so you can be part of our <laughs> uh, <laughs> self-exploring with us. Yeah, you can watch us scream like little girls. It'll be perfect. Yeah, I can. Uh, what I think would be funny is I know we're going to like, you know, act uber macho before we get into whatever we end up doing. Mm-hmm. And then as we do it, we're just going to uh, scream like little children. So it'll be like an episode of Ghost Adventures, is that what you're saying? Essentially with less possession, but yeah. Yeah. As long as I take my shirt off and be like, come at me, bro. <laughs> we'll be fine. And then be like, I think it's possessed. It possessed me. I feel really sick right now. Right. And I'll have to wear the douchebag glasses. Oh, God. Don't get me started. So, yeah. So, this has been our version of uh, our fears, our phobias. If somebody wanted to send in their fears and phobias, where can they do that? Yeah, please do. It's Our Instagram is at BeardedThingsPod. Facebook is Facebook.com slash BeardedThing. Twitter is at BeardedThings. And the YouTube is at BeardedThingsPod. We also have an email. Uh, contact us at BeardedThings.com. And a website, BeardedThings.com. Please, please, please send us in a message. Let us know what your phobias are. 
make fun of us for our phobias. That's totally. fine. I want to hear it. Let us know if you have any stories that you want us to read, something that maybe where you faced a fear, you had a phobia and you faced it like we want to do when we hit our 500 followers. So this has been this week's episode of Campfire Tales, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah.